0: What do you think about dreams? We're going to talk about dreams today.
1: I think so. I'm not one of those people that thinks that like dreams are, you know, prophetic or an indicator of what's coming to you in your life. And I also don't like putting too much stock in my dreams, but I do think they're a product of like your subconscious and mostly what you think about where you're going to sleep percolating in the back of your brain, bubbling up to the front. Okay. I, I think,
0: think I, I think you're going to agree with this quote then. Okay. I've often felt that dreams are answers to questions we haven't yet figured out how to
1: ask. I think I agree with that.
0: Yeah. That is from Fox Mulder. Interesting. Yeah. Did you ever watch The X-Files?
1: I've seen exactly one episode of The X-Files when I was younger and it freaked me out. I I should watch, I I intend to watch it. I have no beef against it. Funny, I should say beef. Because the only episode I saw was there was a guy, I think he gets like a like a witch doctory voodoo curse. And I want to say it's like set in the Bayou or something. Cause I remember, I remember this visual image of a guy cutting into a steak and the steak starts bleeding that I remember. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's an X-Files wiki. I could find out what episode that is, but I, yeah. I, that I remember. And I was like, there's
0: some, there's some classics. I, I, I was, I was an X-File if you will, for a number of years, I fell off after I think season four or five or something. And, mm-hmm. but um I've always loved Fox. I've always loved Dana you know, a Mulder and Scully, also an homage to old school baseball. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about dreams and I like to sit and ponder my dreams, um, whether they're prophetic or not a glimpse into, you know, the future into other realities, there's all kinds of ways you can look at what dreams are, but I love this idea of our brain is always on, Mm -hmm. right. It's, there's, there's, there's mechanics, like we shut down. And so I think very very naturally most of us think of like well I'm going to I'm going to sh- I'm going to power down I'm going to shut down I'm going to go to sleep and that's why I'm like kind of for lack of a better term turning things off but that's not really true your brain is always going it's always like chewing over something
1: I think of it a little bit differently what's strange to me is that we have our conscious mind and our subconscious and your subconscious is just as much you as your conscious mind is And it's very strange to me that you carry it around with you all day. It informs a lot of your desires, your decisions, your impulses, but it's so inaccessible. Mm -hmm. It is so difficult to dive into. And an exception to that is when you're asleep, where that, that veil gets a little thinner and they start to bleed over. Now, the messages can be muddled. And the main thing I've noticed is that my subconscious, certainly in my dreams, it doesn't have a proper like triage everything's kind of equally important. You know
0: what I mean? Oh, I think so, that's that's so true. It just I mean, fires it dreams... up. I'm like, why
1: am I worried about this test I took when I was 14? I have like an actual. That, that is thing exactly where I was
0: going to go by the way. Is the, the, when you have these dreams about, oh crap, I didn't do my homework. It's like I'm 44 years old. Who gives a sh- if I didn't do my homework? It's, it's
1: never homework for me. It's it's so this it's preparing for a test for like a class I didn't know I was taking. That's the like uh-huh. classic one for me. Is like not only do, are you unprepared for this thing, you never had a hope of being prepared. And like it's you, it, it's a consequence of, of a mistake you made like nine months ago. Never mind that you couldn't obviously sign up for a class and never show up to it and then, right. then go, go take the test. But it is interesting. It's, uh, and then there's some stuff that I I do think there's a, a random element, right, to dreams where some of it's just noise. The noise to signal ratio, it's not 50-50, but it's closer to that than I think people might expect. Um, but I do think it's a mistake to think they're totally irrelevant. I think that's too far the other way. I don't, I'm mean, do, do, I, I, I'm
0: shocked to hear that people think they're totally irrelevant. I am mean, still, oh, yeah. there's definitely
1: people that think that dreams are just total nonsense and it's just your brain firing off random, random,
0: random synapses firing in your brain. Um, I get that, but even then it's there, there's, there's always this context and a story and, and it's there's coming something
1: from you still, right? Th-
0: there's a reason that's happening. It's funny that you bring up the conscious and the unconscious because, um, I, or, uh, the subconscious, not the conscious unconscious. Sure. This whole thing is we're unconscious, but the conscious in the, the subconscious, because, um, there's a lot of literature out there. Um, I'm listening to the power of one by uh, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And mm-hmm. there's, uh, the untethered soul. There's all these books out there that speak to like, who really, who are you really, who is you? Um, because very often when you think about your conscious mind, um, and then these books kind of posit this idea that your subconscious mind is a true you. And the conscious mind is this layer on top of you. That's kind of an outside.
1: through the ship kind of looking down. Yeah.
0: And you are the ship because and I, I do this all the time. I speak to myself in the third person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on, man. What are you doing? Hey man, come on, let's do this. Or the second
1: God, person, even that second person, that's what you're directing at someone. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. 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 The second person. Right. And so if that's my conscious mind, who's the you in this case, who, you know, who am I, who am I saying that to? And so the, the, that, that's the kind of interesting dialogue. I think it's a very natural thing for us to consciously speak to ourselves that way. Dude, you got to get up this, you got to get this last rep in. Come on, man. You're going to be late for dinner. All right, dude, you got a few more hours yeah, who, of work. Who's, and who's criticizing playtime. who?
1: And then and who's, mean, you have a lot of Buddhist practices that then extends out, right? Then yeah. you start thinking of you are everyone. You are the bully and the victim. You know, you are the bear and the fish, like the whole Collaborative. I think.
0: It, I think. I think a lot of that is more understanding. At least the way I interpret it, and that this beauty, Buddhism. I think the the way to interpret that is to understand that, um, and, and I I'm not espousing this because I'm not an expert in this at all. Sure. It is that like when you are the bully and the victim? It's understanding that the action and the reaction, um, they're they're two sides of the same coin, and ultimately you get to decide how you're going to react. And mm-hmm. if you decide to react in a certain way, you're incorporating that action into who you are and what you're doing.
1: The way um, I always so, interpreted that teaching was that I have been in this other position before, and I probably will be again in my life. And given the same circumstances and stimuli this person had, it's not unreasonable to think that I would have acted the same way. Right. That's how I interpret that.
0: I think it's more, I, I don't know. I, I That's not how I look at it. I've always looked at it. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're in this moment, this instant Um, And you ultimately, this is maybe more stoic than Buddhists, you ultimately get to determine how you feel, how you act and how you, in a large degree, and this is what you're doing a bit there, I think, how do you want to interpret it? Is Dennis having a bad day and he doesn't know how to deal with it? Or is he just being a goddamn bully? Both can be right. It's just a matter of how you feel about it, how you interpret it, how you want to look at it. Um, And so I think that that, you know, you can be the bully. You can determine he's being a bully. Or you can determine he's having a bad day. I just think he's having a bad day. Not now. He's not a bully anymore, right? You're not. You're not letting him be a bully. So I think there's a way that you you can look at the experiences in your life and say to yourself, as they're happening in the moment, we can always rewrite the history, and 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 the future's unwritten, so we can write that however we want. But in the moment, we can just say like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of like the, the classic example I always have because I used to work in the service industry. When I'm getting bad service, I'm like, ah, it's having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there must be another table out there killing them. And that's how I consistently look. I've never, ever had an experience where I'm like, this is just a bad effing server, you know? And the I think about, that's, a, that's a big big part of it.
1: The thing about dreams that we touched on a little bit that I want to get back to is I think it's dangerous to assume that dreams can tell you a lot about the world around you. I think they can tell you a lot about yourself or Mm -hmm. at least a lot about how you perceive the world around you, because you have these filters up top that kind of go away when we're talking about dreaming and subconscious. And you start to see your biases, what you really care about, what you're mostly what you're really worried about. And also you're in my experience, at least the director of my dreams is not subtle. Right. They are very yeah. clear. It's like, OK, no, I understand what this was a metaphor for. It's pretty heavy handed generally. Um, And you have all those typical ones. I think it's rough. I don't know. How do you feel about those books that are like, oh, if you have a dream about your teeth falling out, that means you have issues with your father that are unresolved. How do you feel about those kind of like mapping things?
0: I love them. I think they're fun. Um, I, I don't ultimately I don't put a lot of stock into them. I, think I put them in fun. the same
1: I put them in the same as like astrology for me.
0: Oh, I, I love astrology too though. I, I, I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I think any system of belief has the power of your belief, whether you, you know, you cannot believe in it and it has no power. You can't believe in it. I think it will have power over you. I think that's how all these things work. I do think that, um, the, the, the books, the dream books and stuff, I, they're great fun. I love them. I read them and they make you think like, Oh God, is that really what's happening there? Um, I don't put a ton of stock into a lot of that. I think it's always like, oh my God, that's so true. And you have that moment like, oh my God, is that what's really happening? It gets you thinking. Um, I think those are fun. I don't, everything is open to interpretation. It's such a personal, intimate thing when you sit there and think about what are my dreams? To, what Because it's really a conversation with yourself. What's my that's subconscious? What I, yeah, telling That's how you.
1: I feel. It's two content. If you and I were to have like, let's say frame for frame, exactly the same dream. I don't think, I think it would be foolish to assume they mean the same thing. Because it's it would born be... of your life, what you're thinking about, what you're mm-hmm. processing, what your head's working on, what your heart's working on. And the end result is meaningless without the context behind it, I think.
0: I, I completely agree with you there. But I do think there could be some similarities, some overlap, given our similar life experiences. Wherever we right. overlap, you know, those meanings could overlap. It could give you the, the th-
1: tools to assess it a little bit easier. I, I, yeah. I agree with that. That's okay.
0: The other thing you said that I think is important, and we're going back to this idea of the subconscious and the consciousness, the beauty of dreams is we do get the subconscious and the director is no longer bound by the storyteller, right? Because mm-hmm. our conscious mind is a narrator that's constantly narrating. Like right now, right? I'm saying like, that server must be having a bad day. That is a story I'm the telling, choice, yeah. like literally writing out of nowhere, right? Or this guy is just a freaking bully writing that story out of nowhere. And so our conscious mind is always – Telling us these stories. And, and we, I think, as people, one of the things that is a real challenge for all of us every day is we have to fit our lives into these stories. I do. I mean, I'm not saying like you, you shouldn't, I don't do that. No. Everything fits into this this greater story. We're, we're blessedly, we are the heroes, we're the protagonist. Hopefully, if we're doing it right, we're the protagonist. Um, and when we're asleep, our subconscious mind is unbound by that. There's no longer the storyteller, there's narrator, right? telling the whole story, explaining, you know, hey, kids, this is the story of how I met your mother. Like none of that's the case, right? When we're asleep, but when we're awake, that really is how we see a lot of the world. And so I think that maybe maybe a better quote for Mulder would be um, our subconscious mind telling us stories we don't know yet how to tell or how to interpret, because that's a lot of what's going on.
1: Well, we used an analogy here, and I think it's very common um, of talking about our dreams as films, right? And if we keep that analogy going, during the day, you're telling yourself, you know, all the biases you talked about. Oh, this person's having a bad day. This person's a jerk because maybe somewhere they remind me of somebody I didn't like, whatever. Those are all finished products. Those are edited, cut, pushed out the door. When you're dreaming, those are rushes. They have outtakes, they have bloopers, they have gaffes, the framing's wrong, like sometimes someone's standing in for somebody else. My favorite thing about a dream is it highlights to me the way your mind attributes meaning to things and how it's totally separate. So like I could have a dream that's like, oh, I was hanging out with Mashi and he was Mashi, but also he was my dad. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, what is, what is, and that makes so much sense to you in your brain, but it is completely impossible to articulate this identity that you have is so separate and combinable and malleable in a way that is not possible at all in conscious thought, but mm-hmm. makes perfect sense in the moment.
0: That, I mean, I, I almost think of it more rather than outtakes, which is kind of what you are describing a little bit more, almost like a candid camera. Someone left mm. the film running. Someone just left the camera running and, and, you know, oops, but, I also I love it it is it is hilarious how everything in a dream makes so much sense, right? You have that dream where it's like, no, Dennis, it was you and me, but you were my old college roommate. But we were not in college at the time. We were actually in a hotel in Argentina. Footnote, I've never been to Argentina, and we were talking about this meal we never had at a Japanese restaurant, right? And your your sleeping brain
1: Is the perfect improv partner. It's just yes and aha, uh-huh, yes, absolutely uh, uh, uh-huh. aha. Yeah. Keep rolling, keep rolling. Keep it's just rolling. What he's
0: like no, no, no. Don't worry about, it. don't worry about. It. It's it's cool, it's cool. But it, it is so, um, it's so interesting to think that 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 it's just your subconscious is always there. It's hearing and seeing things and feeling things um, when we think we're kind of shut down. It, mm-hmm. it it's almost like it's playtime now. It's a subconscious time to run. And I do I put a lot of stock in my dreams, not like in, in terms of there's a prophetic message there. Right. You're not buying in lottery terms, numbers
1: but based off them.
0: Right. I would. If I, if I had, if, if I woke up with five numbers in my head, if I just woke up and got out of bed, I was like, why are these five numbers in my head? I would absolutely go buy a lottery ticket. Just FYI. Of the you two know, of
1: us, I am infinitely more the skeptic. And I think, I mean, I think I'd do that too. The book deal alone, <laughs> if it works out, yeah, it's, right. it's it, right? just
0: <laughs> like, it's incredible. Right? It's like, and for me, I'm one of those. And if those numbers hit, Oh, how the hell am I going to feel? Yeah. <laughs> um, but more than anything, I'm so, I love the idea that it's. I'm trying to tell myself something. I'm trying to explain something to myself. I'm trying to communicate something, share something in part. It could be important or it could be by God, those pesto potatoes you had last night were just really good, dude. And- It's, it's fascinating to me that we have this internal dialogue and we have these every day, every night, we have these internal dialogues ourselves. And here we are, Dennis, we're waking up, we're talking about all the crazy things that happened, meaning we can't even understand ourselves. Mm. We don't understand what questions being asked, what questions being answered, what's being communicated. And there's books written trying to tell us how to interpret us talking to ourselves
1: yeah but here's the problem though and we can we can wrap on this is that those books are all written by waking minds and waking minds are no good at understanding sleeping
0: minds (laughs) it's really true